TVP's announcements. This is a series that we have on our network where we give you announcements about upcoming projects and platforms that are entering the crypto ecosystem. Now, this is a disclaimer because we do that now. So, here's the thing this is the presentation of a platform, and that's it. This is an investment advice. Don't take it as investment advice. If you like the platform, seek it out in the show notes. Go there, buy the things, invest in the platform. Help them out with your skill sets. But we're not giving you any recommendations or advice. This is just for you to listen to and soak up some new information about a new platform in this ecosystem. So, please enjoy. Hey everybody, it's me, D. And uh, if you heard that awesome music by The Absurdist, You've been hearing it frequently lately this year. This is an, an episode of TBP's announcements. Uh, and without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, today I am joined with Matt Herrick, the co-founder of Deedcoin. And um, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to, so we're going to jump right into it, Matt. Well, first off, thanks And we're going to have a lot by. of fun. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. A Anytime, ton of fun. happy to be here. I was talking with Matt before the show started, everyone, and it was a blast. Um, Matt is awesome. So before we go into how awesome Matt is, I will let him explain that himself. Um, oh, no, I'm not explaining how awesome I am. I've set myself up for failure. <laughs> you've got to. It's a, it's, a, it's a rite of passage, and that is, wow. what is your, what's your rabbit hole story? How did you fall into crypto? Like, was it, was it like me where I had one of my best friends in life just begging me to pay attention to it for like a year or was it a newsletter or did you get on CNBC and they were like, Bitcoin is whatever they're going to say. uh, No, uh, it was actually really strange. Uh, I did, uh, I was in the private equity world for a long time doing uh, real estate acquisitions and was working for this evil company. And obviously, was super surprised when they did something e- evil to me. Like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. Now, and uh, <laughs> I moved down to Florida and started, you know, going to the foreclosure auctions, flipping houses to pass time. Ended up meeting my co-founder there, and we hit it off, and we started working together, and actually making very good money for the time and the climate. And we decided to stop. Like we were literally putting real estate agents, kids through college. Like right. <laughs> seriously, like some guy would put a sign up, right, and take a couple of pictures. And since we do the houses a very specific way, and 
do the condos a very specific way. They, they sold in days, sometimes hours. So this guy would put a sign up, take eight pictures and then walk away with a 30 K check. And we're just like, what, mm. <laughs> how did that happen? And it kept happening and kept happening. And I was a real estate broker. I had to have my broker's license for what I did earlier. So I was like, we should start a real estate brokerage and we should help people because we ended up going to Home Depot one day and ran into an old couple. We saw at the auction a couple months earlier and asked them, you know, how is the house going? How's the flip going? Like what stage of development are you having? And they're like, oh uh, yeah, we had to uh, give it up. Actually, we, you know, lost our ass and both my wife and I had to go back to work. So like a 75 year old dude tells you like, he's got to go back to work and like ruined his retirement. It kind of was a, it was a huge eye opener. So like, there's gotta be a way like with every other type of investing, there is a place that you can go. Like if you're thinking about doing something crazy with your retirement portfolio and stocks, you could walk into Charles Schwab and a man that knows what he's doing will listen to your idea for free and tell you if it's a good idea or a bad idea also for free. Like real estate is a probably the safest and most profitable form of investment. And there wasn't a place that people could go to get advice. So we opened up a real estate brokerage that didn't charge crazy commissions. In fact, we didn't charge any, right? We didn't charge any selling commission. If you were going to buy your next property, cause we, you know, performed well for you on the first one, right? That property that you bought, that buyer's agent's going to pay the commission. So we never took anything from our clients. It worked really, really well. It blew up. We opened up our second office about eight months after our first. And we were talking about, you know, opening a third and being in the investment space. Uh, this is 2016, early seven, like it doesn't matter what you're investing in. You've heard of crypto. And then it started gaining a lot of traction, right? This is like back when <laughs> Ether was $75, but it, it was enough to catch our attention. And we sat and, you know, watched it grow and watched it grow. And we started investing in it, started learning about what was actually going on and how important it was. And we thought that we would just be, you know, crypto investors on the side. And when it came time to start scaling our business, like this depressing thing happened, right? We realized that we could spend the next 30 years of our life doing this, opening up one store at a time, you know, trying to change the world very slowly. And by the time I'm in a walker or in a retirement home, I maybe have, I maybe have changed the real estate market in Florida, or maybe I got the Southeast or maybe the East coast, but, I would never change it on a national scale. Like there was like no way to fit like people like Zillow and Redfin were trying to put the could grow. So then we saw an ICO. <laughs> mm -hmm. We watched a couple of very successful ones and we're like, that's how we do it. That's how we can get a customer base. Cause an ICO is one of two things that, Everyone looks at it as a way to raise funds, but it's more than that, right? It's, in fact, raising funds is the least powerful part about it. What it does is it creates a community and a customer base overnight, right? Where Zillow, like, let's say we have 100,000 people, hypothetically, you know, purchase deed, 
right? I have a, in the process of raising funds to scale a business, I just, I just gained a hundred thousand customers, like hundred thousand advocates, a hundred thousand community members. Zillow to do the exact same thing to get a hundred thousand new customers would spend, I can actually tell you, it's a, Zillow spends a hundred and two, hundred and two million dollars every 60 days in marketing. Right. Mm. So what Zillow would pay a hundred million dollars to, we would have for no millions of dollars, right? The ICO, the thing about the ICO that everyone forgets about is it is a go-to-market strategy, right? No one raises right, funds and then goes, all right, well, how do we get all the customers? They're one in the same. Like the, there's a very tight bonding and I almost want to say uh, indoctrination period. Like when these people are in your telegram, they're digging through your materials. They're learning about the founders. They're learning about, you know, the future of the product. They get excited. Like your biggest advocates come out of your community. So we're like, wow, <laughs> that's our go-to-market strategy. This is how we get a hundred thousand people, two hundred thousand people, a million people using a product like that. And yes, mm -hmm. you know there is the fundraising, and unfortunately, about this business, that's a main reason why a majority of the ICOs exist. I think for no other reason but to raise funds, and that's sad because all the investors behind them—that's a valuable community. That is a that is a customer pool that companies would pay tens of millions of dollars for. Hmm. Very interesting. So we realized that. <laughs> I don't think anyone's broken down an ICO like that on the show before, but it does make perfect sense. Yeah. You get two well, birds, one stone. Not an ICO. We're actually, yeah, it, it, an ICO is a general term I use for like certain things like this where I'm talking to a broad amount of people. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're a token sale mm -hmm. because the product is actually usable. Like it, not only is it usable, it, people were using it to buy and sell houses and connect with their agents before we actually sold any token to people. Amazing. So, so when, yeah, when you reach that, it's more of a token sale and ICO refers more, it, it parallels an investment. And I mean, in certain cases with certain other tokens, then yeah, that's the case. They haven't built anything yet. You're buying some token, hoping that one day they'll be useful for something. That's uh, the worst place to be in, but a lot of people have found themselves in that spot nowadays. Um, so you differ. White paper raises. Yeah, <laughs> we've got this. We've got this dream. We wrote it on paper. We would really like to use your money to build our dream. Thank you. <laughs> that's unfortunately that's the way it it goes. Um, I think it, it, there's a spectrum, you know, there's that. There's also like, hey, we started building this dream and realized it was going to be expensive. Here's like yes. the prototype. Eh, you went in on it? That's and lovely. Then, yeah. You know, that's, a, that's, that's a, even though that's just a little bit better, it's still not, you know, the way typical investment works. But And still a security. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about you. I'm really so glad let's you talk about the same your way. project. Let's talk Sorry. about your project, uh, yeah. man. Let's talk Absolutely. about Deepcoin and the problem that it's looking to solve. <laughs> uh, why you feel Deepcoin solves it the best? You know, like let's let's get into it with that. 
Okay. Um, Deedcoin tokenizes real estate commission. Like right now, um, you work your entire life to buy a house for your family, right? And then you have a new addition to your family and you need a bigger house, right? So you need to sell yours. And right now, the only way to do that is to give somebody who wasn't there the 30 years that you were paying mortgages, wasn't helping you along the way, you know, pay off this home and build this nest egg of equity. This person comes in for about a week, dodges your calls and walks away with 6% of the most valuable thing you own. It's crazy. I mean, we mm -hmm. didn't have a, we didn't have a meeting to say that we're, you know, as a community, we're, we're cool with 6%. I think that's a great number. No, we were never given a chance. So when you tokenize commission, you give it to the free market, the free market determines how much real estate services should cost. Not someone telling me that they have a right to 6% of the most valuable thing in my life. So that was kind of the problem we saw. And with Deedcoin, the, the, the thing was, and not just for compliance reasons, um, it, needed to, it needed to work. And it needed to work for everyone or else we weren't going to do it. All right. So we set, a, we set on to building this thing. It took us about a year. And it's quite large now. But um, we wanted both accredited rich people and mm -hmm. regular people to be able to use this if the average american could not use it and couldn't purchase it we failed mm -hmm. so in order to do that legally it had to be usable in every state every person in the u.s had to be able to use it and the only way to do that was to have deed coin brokers <laughs> in every place that americans are which is all 50 states and for a startup that's a really daunting task it, it took us a while, but right now, Deedcoin, right, is reducing commissions down to 1%, mm. right, in 163 cities across all 50 states and Puerto Rico. So chances are, if you're listening to this, there's a Deedcoin broker within 10, 20 minutes of you. And if there's not, please send me an email or jump in my Telegram and tell me where you are, and we'll have our broker outreach team make sure there is one because so, for agents it's a no-brainer to sign up if you brought that down to one percent that's five percent mm -hmm. like of the most valuable thing you own you're you're disrupting a lot of people or at least that's the plan you can't save all of them there is five there's what there's four and a half million real estate transactions in the u.s every year and there's a mm -hmm. million and a half agents that means at best these people are getting three or four deals they're starving but the National Association of Realtors, they don't make their money the same way agents make their money. They care about more agents because all they care about is your membership dues. They care about that thousand to $1,500 a year from each of them. So they push people to sign up more and more and more agents. And just like any other type of competition, like oh, let's take my brokerage here in Melbourne, Florida. Um, it's actually where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. There in this tiny little county, there's 350. 30 other brokers, about 4,000 agents. So for me to do any marketing, I have to compete with 331 other people as hungry as I am, all driving up the cost of customer acquisition and Zillow's there to charge it. 
right? It costs people four to five, it costs agents about four to $5,000 per customer, right? They couldn't even afford to lower their commissions if they wanted to. The system was in, in, in a cycle of brokenness. Like the only way to fix it is to just straight up start from scratch. So we pick one broker in a 50 mile radius and that person's job now is instead of trying to round up more and more and more customers and spend time marketing, you can actually go back to being a real estate agent and take care of his customers because his job now is to, you know, take care of his flock. His job is to be an advocate for all the token holders in this 50 mile radius. He doesn't have to worry about marketing. He doesn't have to worry about client acquisition. And thanks to the Decoin platform, he doesn't have to worry about paperwork. The platform does 90% of the administrative work, right? There's no filling out contracts. There's no scheduling appointments or appraisals. It's all done on the platform. So we make their job way easier and mm -hmm. they spend no money now. So it was, I mean, it's a daunting task to sign up 163 brokers. It took us, you know, almost 12 weeks, but well, I don't want to go into Redfin and how much smaller they are than us. And it took them 15 years, but. Ooh, sure. Thank you. <laughs> so how uh, we... I, I can happily shoot at them all day. How did you all leverage? Where does blockchain come into this? Like your platform is offering a lot. And how are you leveraging blockchain technology um, to do all of this? Um, the free market economy that it creates the right now, it does, we use blockchain for two key factors. Right? One we use blockchain to get around these, uh, again, um, I hope uh, I don't go over anyone's head here, but there is this organization called the National Association of Realtors. It presents itself as a consumer advocacy organization, right? Like a consumer protection company or uh, group. But in fact, they're one of the largest lobbying organizations on the planet. Right? And what they do is they lobby to keep commissions high, right? They've actually been, the National Association of Realtors has been brought up on antitrust charges by the Department of Justice three times. Just everyone needs to know that, right? For mm -hmm. fixing prices, just FYI, these are the people that are supposed to protect you. But there's this huge mental and with the NAR physical barrier, right? And the one thing blockchain is very good at is like banks found out with Bitcoin it is getting around those barriers, right? The commissions, right? By law, a broker can charge whatever they want in however much money, or, I mean, the broker can sell your house for 50 cows. The broker agrees to 50 cows and you got a deal to sell your house for 50 cows, right? <laughs> the only thing is it's really hard to move cows around and to create a free market just by the, the token generation event, just by releasing all these tokens into the masses and have brokers ready to take those tokens for commission points. Every 10 tokens is 1% of the most valuable thing you own. All right. So the building the broker network of just people that are willing to do a deal for less commission is only half the battle. The other side is we need to give people the power to create a free market economy. Right, a, a micro economy. Mm -hmm. So then, the, now the people are in charge since they never had a meeting. Right, I, I wasn't invited where we got to decide six percent. Now it's kind of in their hands. The their 
whatever they value the commission points, the tokens, whatever they value real estate services at is what the price will be set at, right? They're the ones in charge instead of somebody else telling them. The other thing is, is I don't want to get too deep into the multiple listing service and how much of a, you know, I'm not going to swear, uh, how much of a, a mess that is, right? Um, actually, right now as a private person, um, as of six months ago, because of pressure from the National Association of Realtors, a single individual, a homeowner can't list their own house on Zillow anymore. If you want to sell your own house, right, you can't put it on the website that 97% of US people find their home on unless you hire one of these people that has paid this organization $1,500 that year. Hmm. Like they're actually making it, they're actually hurting the consumer and forcing them to pay these crazy rates. So with, block, with blockchain, it's, it's like we've got this, it's like we were, we were up against a wall and then all of a sudden someone just came and handed us a key and goes, this, this is what you need. Because now, especially with our partnership with Origin Protocol and their uh, ERC-725, which we're betaing right now, uh, it's a decentralized marketplace, right? Mm. This is what Origin's built. It's actually really cool. I recommend everybody check them out. Right? But it gave us the power to create a MLS that somebody wasn't in charge of, right? Because right now an agent comes and takes pictures of your house, right? And puts it on the MLS. And that MLS, which is owned by the National Association of Realtors, they sell all that data, all those pictures and the descriptions to Zillow. They're making a ton of money. And then when mm. customers see that stuff, they go, oh, that's a really nice house on Zillow. I want to buy this, right? Then Zillow charges the agent, probably the same agent that took the pictures, $4,000 to get the customer. Right? The only reason that customer is mm. there is because of the work he already did. So we needed a, a way to, also another thing I don't want to go into is like, the problem with property records and inspections and things that have to be disclosed and the things that most of the time aren't right. A way to store records forever and have mm -hmm. those records be able to be accessed by anybody anywhere in the world for free that no one can put themselves in front of and say, this is mine. I'm charging all of you for it. Mm -hmm. so, That's a really long answer to a very simple question. So I apologize. It's all good. What, what does the token get the user, right? So what do I get for holding uh, Deedcoin? Like what, what do I, what, how does it work with your platform? Okay. Well, let's talk about the people that are already using it. Mm -hmm. And actually two weeks ago, a person that participated in the private sale, right? He bought $30 worth of token, 20 token, went, turned around and bought a house uh, literally less than a month after. Right. Mm -hmm. He gives his deed coin agent those 20 tokens. And at closing, instead of the real estate agent getting a 3% commission check, our friend here in the store, sorry, I don't want to put him on the spot, but uh, he got a check for 2%. And that real estate agent only got a check for 1%. Every 10 tokens represents 1% commission. So if you're selling your house, every 10 tokens saves 1% of the most valuable thing you own. And when you're buying a house, you get rebated 
1% of the thing that you buy, cut a check at closing, 1% of whatever you buy for every 10 tokens in your wallet. The system runs on 1%, so you can't go below 1%. So if you're selling your house, you can't bring the commission down to zero because the agents need commission, some commission to survive. We just need to give them a realistic amount instead of this crazy 6%. Mm-hmm. So for every ten to uh, for every ten tokens, it depends on what you're buying. If you're buying a million dollar house, then each one of those tokens is worth a thousand dollars in actual money when using a, it on a real estate transaction. Oh, okay, so the, this, the the token is tied to a percentage and not necessarily yeah. a dollar amount. Okay. And before all my smart people out there that are listening, going, "Oh, what if the token price goes up higher and outprices usability?" That's what I was just about to ask. <laughs> wow, that's actually really funny. Cause <laughs> I already, I already gathered you were pretty clever, but <laughs> we have a formula that's. Uh, I mean, if you, I don't want to literally put everyone to sleep, but it's in our white paper. You can check it out. It's called the Deedcoin Alpha Formula. It's a proration me- metric. It takes fifty Deedcoin to sell your house, twenty to buy one. But as the token, if the token price moves up. All right, well, let's say the token price is, I don't know, at $1,000, right? And you're only selling a $500,000 house. That means each one of those tokens only saves you 500 bucks. But on the free market, they're 1,000. The person would be losing $500 for every token they used. So what if we said, okay, well, it's not 50 deed coin to sell your house for you, it's 25. That would mean the token has a savings value of 1,000 and the market value is 1,000 to break even. We go a step further than that. We don't say it's 25 token. We say it's 12 and a half token, right? Meaning that the savings value of that token is $2,000 and the market value is a thousand. The alpha formula is a dynamic fluid proration formula. That means no matter what the market price does, it prorates the amount of deed needed for every single transaction to make sure that deed coin is always twice as valuable when being used in a real estate transaction. So it doesn't matter what the price is. The price could be a million dollars, right? That means the savings value of each deed coin would be $2 million. Mm-hmm. So since it's divisible into the trillions, at one point in time, maybe you only need 0.005 deed coin to sell your house instead of 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so... <laughs> So you, you so you've baked in a way to prorate the token so that it it'll so that never outprice right. usability, no matter what. Everything we do with Deedcoin is so people could use it. We built a fifty state broker network so people everywhere in this country can use it, and people that are purchasing or selling real estate, even if they don't live in the country, can still use it. All right? We've got. Hold on, let me do some mental counting. We've got 16 brokers in 16 other countries. Literally, they email me twice a month, right? (laughs) Waiting for uh, the sale to be over and so they can actually start working. So, I mean, right now it's just the U.S. In a very short amount of time, everywhere there is high commissions and a need for it, it'll be there. So tell us about the sale. Tell us some descriptives of of the sale that you have going on. How can people participate? I know shortly before the show we talked and you said that it's available to accredited and not accredited yep. investors. So so how do people how do people get their there's, hands on some deed coin? There's two ways you can do it. Um, let's say a sales phase isn't open, right? Mm-hmm. 
I would say it's 30 days for the next sales phase. And you need to sell your house right now because you have to move, you know, people with real estate, if you wait, you lose it. And I'm sure a lot of people that have purchased houses or maybe missed out on purchasing something or selling something, right? With real estate, you have to act very quickly. So even during the sales phase, we wanted Decoin to be usable. No one, I don't want, like, no one's going to get left out in the cold. So if a sales phase is 30 days away, but you need Decoin to just do a real estate transaction, right? You can go on Decoin.com and purchase either 20 Decoin or 50 Decoin to buy or sell a house, depending on what you're doing there, right on the spot. And it will start a transaction, connect you with the agent at that point in time. So it's not a way to go, you know, buy extra tokens, you know, for any other reason than to start a real estate transaction, okay. right? But if you go to deedcoinlaunch.com, that's where the token sale is happening at. And you can participate, accredited, not accredited. You are capped at 1,500 token if you are unaccredited. If you'd like to purchase more than 1,500 token, we'd happily take your proof of accreditation. In fact, you can do it right there on the portal. Okay. And for all of the overseas people, it is available everywhere. So. What about important dates? Important dates. We do a small sales phase every two weeks. Just to, I know it's probably counterintuitive the way a lot of I see it or a lot of token sales happen. But we, again, we didn't want anybody to not be able to get access to the token to use it. Good deal. Yeah. It's um, not, it's not really about hype. It's about being able to use a product and actually, you know, I mean, the only people that like, if you need hype, that means you probably didn't build enough. So we, we want to make it easy, not hard. I know the, you know, the industry standard is, yeah, it'll make it very hard and, you know, have a very small window, mm-hmm. but it just decreases the, like the, the goal is not to, it's to gain as many users as possible. Mm-hmm. So the easier we make it for people, the better it is for everyone. Cause honestly, we'd rather you using the token than stuffing it under your mattress. So you say you've got a product <laughs> running, how yes, do people do. interact with it? Where do they go to, to see how this thing works? Live can, in action. Actually, anyone can hop on deedcoin.com right now and interact with our broker map. They can literally click each and every dot on the map or type in their address and they'll connect them. It'll link up the closest broker to them in their area. So they can interact with our brokers right now. They can go to uh, same, uh, right on deedcoin.com. They can start a real estate transaction right then and there. Okay. People are doing real estate transactions like right now. So, so I mean, even if the, even if you're really excited about Decoin, but you need to purchase or sell a house, right? You can use the token all the way, you know, until you're sitting there with keys to your new house right now. So I guess so this takes us naturally to the next question: is uh, <laughs> you do a lot of. Um, automation you know for the agents for the brokers you're doing that automatically behind the scenes what kind of tech if you could are you are you leveraging to do that is it like an Um, ipfs kind of thing or do you guys is it we have some uh, uh, 
we're using some bits of AI, some bits from Watson, and we're using transaction coordinators. Mm -hmm. right? We're the thing about using whether it's a person or whether it's a computer, it has to learn. Mm -hmm. So we have live transaction coordinators. There are six of them right now. And what a transaction coordinator is, is they're actually really widely used in real estate. Right? Nine times out of 10, your real estate agent isn't doing any of his own paperwork. He's going to spend $100, hire a transaction coordinator, and that lady or that man is going to do all the paperwork. And he'll just show up and catch a check. We use the same thing. And I know everyone's like, well, why would you pay for transaction coordinators? A, because they're teaching. And B, because to me, it's worth it, right? Hiring a transaction coordinator, right? Means another transaction or putting a transaction coordinator on a real estate transaction helps the transaction A, get done and B, get done faster. The more transactions on the network, right? The more people using the network, the more people using the network, the greater our market penetration gets. Mm -hmm. All right, like let's put it this way. If I, so if I gave you a check for 5% of the value of your house and said, thank you, high five, I'd say within a day or two, you'd probably have told every single person, you know, mm -hmm. someone just gave me a check for $50,000 or whatever the price of your house is. So for us, it's worth it. It's a, a, we have them on staff, so it's not as expensive as it would be for a regular real estate person. But again, the whole thing is usability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's take this to the, who, who are you helping you build this usability as far as development goes? Because we have a lot of developers in our audience, and oftentimes they want to know, you know, what projects are available to work on or work with. Um Okay. You know, how, how do you guys make yourselves available to that, that public? Can people okay. work on your project? Do you have like a Telegram? Do you have a Slack? We have like, a Telegram, a Slack, a GitHub. Actually, I have my, actually my CTO is actually in the office next door. So we can talk about the tech a little bit, but all of our, all of the team is in-house. Okay. Right? We don't have a decentralized workforce the same way, you know, most people will you know contract from upwork or all over the place everyone comes to the same office every day works the same hours some well most of us some of us work late like i am now right and we build as a unit so actually right now hold on one second i got my uh airpods on so i'm gonna take them off hey tom Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Tom, or CTO. So if you have a bunch of developers that listen to the show, uh, right. we are talking about right now what, if correct me if I'm wrong, what type <laughs> of, uh, how did we build this? How did we this get to exclusive. where? How many people built it? What type of tools? What type of firsts have we built? Oh, man. Well, it's a pretty, uh, pretty okay? program there. Um, how's everybody doing? Hey. How's it going, Tom? Good, you? Pretty good, pretty um, good. I tell you, it was actually, it was, we were pioneering 
this whole thing, building this platform, we wanted it to be the best because we saw some other portals, you know, that were just terrible, you know, uh, just the, the HQ portals. No, no, just that. other ICOs that we've seen just last year. Um, and just how poorly built they were, how unorganized un, uh, they were. We wanted to build something that was like really, really nice and sharp and clean and just without all the complications. We, made, we wanted to make it easier because we knew that we were appealing to real estate people, the average person that really didn't know too much about crypto. You know what I mean? So we wanted to make it a little easier for them. You know, uh, Actually, that being said, um, a person, because of being where we are with compliance, right? we are able to accept credit cards, right? So a person, because of what Tom and the team have built, a person that has had no knowledge of crypto whatsoever, right? Literally, we tested it on some of our parents and some of our grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> not, kidding. not kidding, actually. <laughs> Purchase token, right? With nothing but their credit cards they hop in and the system thanks to tom if you do not have an ether wallet one will be automatically generated for you yeah we wanted to be able to allow that kind of automation and convenience but also have it safe um and and uh uh safe safe for our users also you know what i mean so everything is generated one click of the button will do everything in the back end generate a wallet for you securely uh and and uh well, actually, now thanks to you guys. Uh, to now at two, it's uh, we went from uh, ERC twenty to two two three. ERC twenty three. It's a, it's much more. It's a much more efficient algorithm uh, uh, standard. Um, yeah, for for uh, for for tokens for uh, for the on the Ethereum network, it's like half as much gas being used. Yeah. for these transactions. Oh, it saves us money. It saves them money. Yeah. Um, one thing actually we probably should touch on is, well, I don't want to tell everybody else how to do their token sale but let, we're growing rapidly but as of right now i believe either one percent or slightly less than one percent of the world's population uses crypto or owns crypto so if you have a solution that will benefit either a country as a whole or the world as a whole to only allow one percent of the population to participate Right and have access to that solution is it's probably not the best idea. So for us, it was super important that we wanted to it, include them. Yeah, we it, wanted to include uh, everybody. I didn't want, yeah. yeah, we didn't want just the people that already owned crypto, already had, you know, an Ethereum wallet to be able to save money. Like, this is the most valuable thing in people's lives is their home. So I don't, and I know, I know Charles, don't not me, it's right my now, PlayStation yeah. Pro. My PlayStation yeah, we, Pro is the most valuable. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, we just we want we want it to be, uh, we want it to be accessible instead of exclusionary. Absolutely. Yeah, like this be like we don't want the the reason that you save money on your house should not be because you're savvy and use crypto, right? It should just because. You, you deserve you want the products you, like you, yeah, you just you guys just broke a lot of hearts in the audience they're like but i want it to be because i'm savvy and i use crypt <laughs> yeah well the thing about it is is the more people on the network if you use crypto right the more trust me the more people that purchase and the more people that use the token will benefit everybody i promise <laughs> so i gotta ask how Maybe this has nothing to do with the actual credit card companies, like the Visas and the MasterCards of the world. But with all these, 
you read all the time about like banks like saying you can't buy crypto with your credit card. Is that have you how'd you find a workaround with that? If I feel uh, like that would have applied, I feel like that was a blanket statement yeah, to everyone. Credit card companies can say what they want and enact whatever policies, but in the end, it boils down to the merchant processing companies and mm-hmm. our merchant processing company happens to be a very major bank with a very similar, similar uh, <laughs> rule. It's, mm-hmm. it's different when it, it different, it's different when it's a digital good. Um, that's another, the reason it actually falls back in the same reason that you're able to use a credit card in the first place. And right? it's, we're able to do that because the platform is fully operational. You're not buying something, hoping it, you know, they actually execute or they actually build this thing. And then your utility token actually gets some utility, right? It's usable. Now people are actually, (laughs) people are using it today. And actually, uh, I I overheard too yeah, in the office. Yeah, with the, yeah the, the broker in Illinois with the phone that kept dying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot different when the argument isn't utility or security. It's a it's a digital good, mm-hmm. and you don't purchase a Netflix subscription hoping that Netflix builds a new system to make your Netflix subscription more usable. You purchase a Netflix subscription because you really want to watch Netflix. Mm. Okay, that is the subtle difference. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Um, good. I was worried. I was hoping you wouldn't. <laughs> Sorry, I was hoping that you would. Well, we can we can almost wrap up things. There is one question I like to ask at at the in these <laughs> announcements that um, mm-hmm. um, it's growing on me, and that is, um, is there anything that you'd wished I'd asked you that I didn't? Hmm. That's actually a really good question. Um. Ooh, I kind of hit all my favorite, my favorite talking points. Um, how about our competition? We could talk about that. Okay. Tell me about your competition. We don't really have much. I guess you could say that, you know, Redfin and other discount, what is advertised as 1% real estate brokerages would be our competition, but they're not really because without blockchain, you're only going to be on one side of the transaction. Right. So even if you list my house for 1%, I still have to pay a buyer's agent. Right. That guy still deserves his commission. I still mm-hmm. have to pay him his 3%. So you're actually a 4% brokerage, not a 1% brokerage. And the largest 1% brokerage is Redfin at IP. That's, that's actually the number one question we get is like, what is, what's, why are you better than Redfin or what are you going to do about Redfin? And Redfin IPO'd set eight months ago, nine months ago. Uh, $1.2 billion valuation, I think $11 a share. Uh, six months later, I think Q, early Q1 was the last time I checked. They are at 33 or sorry, $33 a share and a hair under $3 billion valuation. Again, this is, you know, a month or two ago. I haven't checked. Mm-hmm. So they're in 36, no, sorry, 38 states and what, 87 cities and can only reduce commission down to 4% in the best case scenario. We are 30% larger 
in 163 cities across all 50 states in Puerto Rico, and we can reduce commission down to 1%, a true 1%. So, I mean, I have to at least talk about it. I really don't consider them competition, but I know a lot of people in your community will probably ask. Mm -hmm. We have no blockchain competitors. Everyone is too busy trying to tokenize pieces of real estate, and I'm not even going to go down how much of a bad idea tokenizing physical objects or commodities <laughs> are. <laughs> right? If you're, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, no one is tokenized. Tokenization works best in service, right? Scenarios, right? Not tied to a physical asset that already has its own inherent value by itself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bash them anymore, but uh, no, we don't. There's no one else tokenizing a real estate service industry. I think there's like eight dozen people trying to tokenize real estate. <laughs> it's a really bad idea. I think about it. If, you, if your piece of real estate goes up, let's say crazy, 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 crazy. Let's say your real estate, your piece of your house goes up, I don't know, 10% in a year, right? And the token that represents a what piece of that token? house goes up 700% in a month or two. Like, there's no way to justify the incredible amount of speculative arbitrage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like tokenizing gold. Sorry, I'm probably going to get a lot of flack from that. Gold, <laughs> you, can you, can you can purchase gold anywhere, anywhere online. Like there's no liquidity problem with gold. In fact, actually tokenizing it and putting it on blockchain, having it go through exchanges is actually a worse liquidity scenario than if you just bought it. Yeah. Right? I think where you, where you start to, you have to drill down into the fungibility yep. of things. And, you know, if it's not fungible, like a house is really not fungible, then, you know, so one person's house isn't exactly equal to another person's house. Then you can maybe tokenize it in a non-fungible way, but that involves... Yeah just as many conversations as selling a house now because now all of a sudden you've exactly. got this token that uh is more valuable than this other token across the street just because <laughs> of its physical exactly. value so or the token is more valuable than the thing it actually represents or has increased in value more than the thing it actually represents yeah and so i yeah, don't know that's a Honestly, I'm actually really glad we got sidetracked onto that because that's a huge pet peeve for me. All these people <laughs> tokenizing physical assets. Yeah, no one yeah. needs any help. Per Honestly, if you tokenize a house, yeah. right? Because only 1% of the world's population uses crypto, right? A house as it sits, as a building made of bricks and wood and fucking shingles <laughs> is more liquid <laughs> than your token is because anyone can purchase the house and only one percent of the world's population can purchase your token as a, that's a representation of that house or the same thing <laughs> with gold like there's there's real estate investment trusts again the exact same thing as these tokenizations of real estate assets minus the blockchain right that you can purchase on the nasdaq i could purchase a piece of a real estate portfolio right now. I could purchase one one millionth of a real estate portfolio right now on my phone through an E-Trade app. Mm -hmm. like they're not actually solving any issues. In fact, they're making it more convoluted. We're not even gonna get into the compliance aspect of how they're going about just doing KYC for mm -hmm. something that is obviously an investment vehicle mm -hmm. using FINRA regulations <laughs> as some type of SEC compliance. 
Sorry, You're uh, giving giving people a dose of reality. I hope people are listening. What? <laughs> I said you're giving people a dose of reality. I hope that they're I hope that they're listening. That's another thing in this industry that kind of it it scares the hell out of me. To be honest, is where people are in their product development by the time they bring a token sale to market, right? If you want me to invest the money that I worked very, very, very hard for into your thing, but you didn't even work any harder than writing a white paper, right? Like you haven't even built a thing or you haven't even built a wire mesh model of what your thing might even look like, but you want to have people believe in you and put their money where their mouth is. Like it's very dangerous. Hope, I mean, the community right now is steering towards more legitimate projects, right? Like, you, yeah. White, thankfully, this is slowly being phased out. But like, if you can build a pro, a, a platform or a product or a protocol, at least show people that you've at least tried to build it, right? Like, I'm so sick of people saying like, well, you know, after the sale, like, it's going to do this, it's going to do that. Well, do you want? me to buy your token now or do you want me to buy it later well i want you to buy it now but you haven't built anything now should you come back <laughs> to me later like when you, you want me to do a thing right now i kind of need you to do a thing right now <laughs> i think that's um one the industry is definitely maturing when it comes to that i think there was a very short time span last year in which you could like come up with a here's a napkin coin it's going to tokenize yeah, napkins. That. And then you raise like $5 million and everyone doesn't know why. And you yeah. still make promises as to like, it's going to be the greatest network of napkins to ever be on the planet. You know what I mean? It's, it just got outlandish. And now if you, if you couldn't go to your parents right now and say, buy some of my token and feel good about yourself, you shouldn't be selling it. Say that. Say that one more time. For, say it a little louder so people can hear that. If you if you couldn't go to your mom and dad or your grandmother and grandpa and tell them to buy some of your token, then you shouldn't ask anybody else to. <laughs> that that's right, be like, a golden rule. Yeah, seriously. Like tokenomics, and it, it sucks. But starting a business is supposed to suck. It's supposed to suck so so bad right you're supposed to risk your capital your time your energy work your work your fucking ass off right that's what it takes to build a successful business people in the community and thank god it's starting to turn around but like it's supposed to be hard you shouldn't raise money on talking about trying like, to what mature the industry yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, you should get us on the right what way. you should do yeah things are done like, the right way yeah. yeah that's my that's my at least my policy when i'm when, when mm -hmm. i'm instructing my guys to to build these platforms and make a change and let's add this and all right let's start this new project for our customers build things. we want to do it the right way yeah you know so and I mean, I, people should just build more and but i think honestly when people start focusing on like i almost wish that like you couldn't to, now I'm, I'm just gonna get I'm gonna get way off topic, but yeah. building things is a lot of fun, and everyone benefits, and they'll be really happy you did build something. That's that's very true, <laughs> and I think that I, I think that when it comes to adoption, literally, uh, is is like it's almost like um, 
when I was a kid, I learned about like how you enter the atmosphere. Like if you go too sharp, you explode. If you go too shallow, you bounce off. And that's kind of like how adoption works with new tech and this new stuff. And I think what's just happened most recently is we went in way too hot. And yep. it kind of exploded the, on everyone. That's and... the second thing that you've said that I'm going to steal. <laughs> Go for it. We've, we've got over 500 hours of content on the network. Go back and listen. There's a bunch of stuff I've said. <laughs> I'm going to steal all of it. I also now have 500 hours of content. <laughs> um, but, and I, I think that's what it was. And, you know, crypto was cool when I mean crypto is cool and is the coolest to just a very very small population of people that also got by lack of a better way of defining it extremely lucky financially and I think that the more as adop the more adoption grows you're gonna have less and less pockets of the extremely lucky and you know those first five ICOs that came out the gate that was just people with a whole shit ton of Ethereum and people with a shit ton of Bitcoin or or a shit ton of Litecoin. And they were looking to make that that stuff move. Yeah, and then as word spreads faster, you get all the way to Joe, who is like a school teacher and, you know, doesn't have any Bitcoin. And he's like, well, how do I get in on this crypto thing? And when that happens and there isn't the right infrastructure in place to catch Joe, um, you get what's happened at the beginning of this year. So, And Joe doesn't need to – Joe doesn't – the reason why he doesn't have a lot of Bitcoin or Ether is because he doesn't know a lot. So yeah. it shouldn't, he shouldn't have to go in to becoming part of our community like he's pe playing Russian roulette. You know, like, which, you know, how do I tell? Like, all the, like, there's just so many white papers for me to pick. How do I know which white paper is, you know, going to be the, the right one? So that, Absolutely. It's, it's really glad it's it's a really good thing that we've pivoted into a I, I, I want to say like a more mature phase because the technology that we're representing the solutions that we're bringing into the world this is this is our industrial revolution this is the most important thing that will ever happen in our entire fucking lives right this is mm -hmm. it's this is like the internet all over again right take the opportunity, build something exciting and crazy. Right? This is the time you can actually change the world. And I really hate when I, I really hate when I hear that. Like when you ask somebody what they're doing, like, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to change the world. But you actually can, <laughs> you re you really can. So the opportunity you get to not like to not build it or to focus on raising funds, like it, you're never going to get this opportunity to, build something that will change the entire world ever again in our lives right just so build it. <laughs> take that opportunity yeah exactly and if you want to help deed coin take that opportunity you know how to get there because if you uh, don't build it i guarantee you corporate america will yep and then they'll body you out of it because that's what they do <laughs> exactly but um <laughs> i guess we should wrap it up man this was a if, good announcement we could keep talking for another 30 minutes i'm enjoying it we probably could. Um, <laughs> if you, you're more than welcome to come on other any of our other litany of shows, if you'd like. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Honestly, I've had a lot of fun doing this, and that that really is. There's not few parts of my day that are fun, so I'm gonna try and capitalize <laughs> on as many of those times as I can.
Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. I'll, I'll give you open invitation um, to uh, the Bitcoin podcast. You can come on Absolutely. and hang out with Corey and Cello and I. And we I'll usually talk about stuff like that. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm actually outside of your house right now. Yes? Okay. <laughs> well, slide me some Bitcoin and then we'll not. <laughs> let's figure out how to sell this bitch and I can get that check. <laughs> okay. Hey, honestly, honestly, if you're thinking about selling your house, I will. I will, I'll give you the deep coin. I'm not, but yeah, I think yeah. I know right. someone who is. Maybe it would be advantageous I, for both I would of you. Absolutely love for them to use the network. Awesome. Well, Matt and Tom, uh, yep. thank you guys very much. Um, you know, uh, and and congratulations on the successes you've had so far with Deedcoin. Um. Yeah, thank, that's it. Just thanks for stopping by. It's yeah. been a great episode. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> thank you. All right, well, now.